Hi, this is Seamus and John from the Free Thought Prophet, and we took a left at the valley. I know we shouldn't have to scream that we're atheists, you know, we don't have non-astrologers and all that, but with the religious people taking over the world, I mean, we can either speak up or be pushed into a corner. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen, I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance and you just call it faith and unsubstantiated claims, that's something to be ashamed, I'm an Coming at you from sunny rainy BC, this is Left of the Valley. My name is Kevin, and when I over when I ordered a blizzard at Dairy Queen, they said, want a spoon? And I said, sure, what time are you off? Oh my god. <laughs> she was cute. Aww. Joining me as usual is the team who aren't really early birds or night owls, they're more like some form of exhausted pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> she bought a blindfold, but she can't see herself wearing it. Nancy. Uh, what? Ooh, where am I? <laughs> okay. <laughs> she told me only numbers could describe describe how handsome I am, and it was a 2.5. Christina. <laughs> <laughs> yup. <laughs> Thanks a lot, dear. And she said gravity is a force, and if you t- remove it, you get gravy. Kirsten. <laughs> <laughs> gravy is so good. Ladies, welcome back. Hope you had a great week. It's been a week. It has been. It has been a week, indeed. It's been an interesting week, to say the least. And today we'll be talking to Mike Bowler about conspiracy theories. But first... I'm so excited. What's that? You're so, you're so I excited. I know. So this, excited. Is a, this is a really good week to discuss conspiracy theories. It certainly going is. Going into that certain country to the south uh, of us who shall remain nameless. But Duke. let's do a chit-chat first. Uh, before even all that, we got to celebrate something. <gasps> It was Nancy. Nancy's birthday. Happy oh. birthday to you. Yeah. Happy birthday, Nancy. Happy birthday. Turned 29. Yeah. Yeah. With, with several zeros behind Several it. years of experience yeah. behind. <laughs> it's tough, you know, when you go through Happy the birthday millenn- to our favorite assassin. Uh, when you go through all the millennium, it's hard, you know, to keep track. Was this 5,920? <laughs> I usually just use the last... The last, the, last two, the last two digits. The last two digits are good. <laughs> Our thank you, thank you. It was a it was a lovely birthday week. Awesome. Yeah. I wanted to buy cake, but I didn't have time this morning to do. Oh, that, that's so. okay. That's okay. That's all right. Coffee is a good substitute. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. that's usually what you get here. Anyway. <laughs> it is, especially because I wasn't allowed to eat this no, morning. So coffee good, now is good. Great. Company is better than any cake that could ever be baked. It truly and is. Sure got that. All right. Let's go on to a chit-chat. Uh, you know, as the holidays are approaching, um, Men's Health Magazine, they published a study from Penn State College of Medicine suggesting that strength training in the gym might be the fountain of youth, which I kind of knew that already. Uh, the, the study was done on a focus that was uh, mostly on 65 years and more, 65 huh. years and older. Huh. Um, although the, the people that the, the, uh, the 65 plus, less than 10% were t- actually training weight training, but the ones that were, were also 46% less likely to die. So if you're senior, weight training is your escape to long health. Well, would that be true regardless of the physical activity? I mean, if if weight training is doing that to men over 65 who really need to keep more active in a way than women because they're so prone to, to heart attacks and things like that. They go from a sedentary life and they don't do anything and so forth. So would it be the same if they were swimming or walking well, or I, stimulating their heart? I you think, know, the I, same I think level? any kind of exercise is a good thing, yeah, especially if you're so. senior. Mm-hmm. But the, the, it seems the 
weight training really gives you an added uh, resistance training, if you wish, weight training okay. with the dumbbells and all that, really gives you an extra edge. Um, it seems also that lifting was also uh, linked to 19% reduced risk, uh, risk of death overall. So uh, to, to the, our seniors out there, uh, you know, um, sitting at home, uh, doing nothing, not a good thing. Go no. out there, get to the gym, lift some small weights. And personal anecdote, for the longest time, I, I, I've always been trying this story around that uh, one of the things I, when I started weight training as a, as a child, I saw this wonderful little article about this, um, at the time, this, uh, this woman was 85 years old. Right when they, at the time they wrote the article, and this is like a long time ago already, and they were they were touting how she started at the age of eighty two to weight train, mm-hmm. started at the age of eighty two, and what she did, the story was that she brought home a bag of kitty litter. It was <laughs> a, like a fifty pound bag, yeah. but it took her half an hour to get up like three steps uh-huh. to a, on her, her porch mm-hmm. because it was too heavy for her. So she started working out with soup cans. She like took big soup cans mm-hmm. and started doing curls and stuff like That's that. Awesome. Eventually, she got into the gym, and by the time they wrote the article, she was uh, eighty-five years old. She was bench pressing one hundred thirty-five pounds. Holy shit! And she was shit. she was squatting one hundred eighty-five pounds. Wow! This is an eighty-five-year-old grandmother at the time. So when you look at something like that, and this is just one of many many mm-hmm. stories that I've seen like that, and you think, what's my excuse, right? And if you start, because a lot of people will reach that point where they say, oh, I'm too old to do this, I'm too mm-hmm. old to do that. You are not. If this woman can start at the age of 82, mm-hmm. and she can do that yep. three years down the road, she can bench press 135 pounds, I'm sorry, you don't have yep. any excuse. Well, then look at Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You know, she there does are so, a religious workout routine. There are so many side benefits. I mean, here, you know, she felt overpowered. She couldn't lift. Now she's developing confidence yes, in herself. Yes, absolutely. Then she goes to the gym and she gets all of the support and she gets the social interaction and she gets to show herself off. And all of those things, you know, together mm-hmm. help build a better life for her. Absolutely. All of her systems are go. So it... It's it's really great, you yeah. know, to start anything that way that brings you out of your couch comfort zone, you know, and, and into moving your body and getting your mind. Absolutely. Active. And, and, you know, I found out uh, when I followed the story, I found out later that this woman went into uh, becoming an assassin and that's how we met Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So similar story. Hit the gym. It is the fountain of youth. And you know, from a personal, from a guy who's always hitting the gym myself, I will tell you, it is true. It is absolutely true. Uh, the gym has been a huge benefit to my life, and you know, I'm in way better shape now than I was when I was 25. And anyway, stick with it, guys. It's totally a good thing. And to people who are in their 80s or over, a lot of time, times the the community. Um, gym, uh, a recreation mm-hmm, center, mm-hmm. gives you free membership yes. after 80. It's fairly, so you can go and improve yourself. It's a cheap activity. Yeah, you know, it's, doesn't, it's not all that costly. Uh, like you said, you go to a rec center or stuff like that. Right. As a senior, it's maybe a dollar a day if you do so. Uh, it's really not that much. And it's, it's really, really beneficial. And not just for the seniors, for all ages, really. The, the earlier you start. But the thing is, is you got to stick with it. You can't just, can't just diet workout no. right no. It's, it has to become a lifestyle it has to become part of your life you're going in there and trust me it feels totally awesome to do so you've, um, I, I, you've inspired I'm going to go take a nap and think about it we don't need to have you more deadly and more strong than you are now dear you're strong enough <laughs> okay another study uh, called the reduction of cortisol level in participants response following uh, art uh, is, uh, is um, 
they found that if you do an art, it can actually significantly reduce your stress level mm-hmm. regardless of your talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. So, 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 so true. Because good, because I don't have any talent for something like that. Uh, well, no, that's the thing. You don't need talent. Exactly. That, the, so, so many people are told that, oh, don't paint because it doesn't look good. It's like... Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> the act itself actually significantly reduces stress. Uh, it actually reduces stress. Uh, 75% demonstrate lower cortisol level, which is also often used to ind- indicate stress, just by simply doing an activity that's mm-hmm. you know, a drawing, a painting, a sculpture, whatever, singing, yeah. whatever it is. So it really, you know, for your mental health, and we were discussing this just before the show, it's actually a good thing as well to reduce your stress and anxiety by simply doing art. Yep. Yeah. I wonder. So I have an app that I play. It's. I'm not it's sure like, playing a video game. No, is but art. it's a paint by number. Mm. On, but you just like click the color and then you have to go like you. So it's, it's not like painting. Yeah. But I find it very stress relieving. It probably works in a little bit of a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But. It's kind of funny because I saw an app the other day that actually does that, but it takes one of your pictures. And transforms it into a paint by number. Oh, I like this one so much more. Mm-hmm. It has really awesome artwork. Okay. When, when was it? A couple of years ago when the adult coloring books were just all. Yeah, I yes. love those. I oh have my way too many of we do. those. Yeah. <laughs> we, we probably have, have in... like 30. <laughs> I, remember, I remember people thinking right off the bat, saying, well, this is kind of a childish thing. Uh, no, but no, it, actually, it actually works. It actually mm-hmm. works very well. You know, And why not? If it reduces your stress and it's beneficial to your mental health. Plus, health like. The ones that I have will literally last me forever because I will, if I find one I like, I'm going to buy it. And it takes me forever to get through a single picture because I'm so picky. I have to test all of my colors before I use them. Yeah, she's an artist. I don't color oh. within the lines. So I, would just, <laughs> I would just ruin your book. <laughs> hey, no, but it's actually really cool when you see like people like not doing in the lines, but like artistically yeah make a different picture it, out of the picture you got it can be really cool i want to take a the kid one of the kids coloring books that we have so they have like they're less detailed and do like zentangles in them which is like doodles we should i i've always wanted to make an atheist coloring book uh but you know <laughs> i don't have the talent nor the time at this point i gotta find the time to do it anyway moving on um on the local level um we know we're right here in canada we're in election year yeah we're in election mode right now uh, don't forget to vote. I am so uh, unbelievably terrified that the conservatives are going to win. Yeah, me too. And, you know, speaking of conservatives, uh, the BC conservative candidate, candidate Heather Lung. I heard about this. She's been ejected from the party uh, due Good to uh, offensive comments. Um, she she has a tendency to describe gays as perverts. And she says they also recruit children mm-hmm. into camps. Uh, and this was brought to the attention after a, a, a Rick Mercer meme. Remember the comedian Rick Mercer? Um, he basically had a meme going on for the longest time. And what the, this, this candidate did is they basically made it look like Rick Mercer was endorsing conservatives. Mm-hmm. The meme goes, there's a picture of Rick Mercer. If you can, you know exactly who Rick Mercer is. Uh, it's, the quote is, if you're between the age of 18 and 25 and you want to scare the hell out of people that run this country, this time around, do the unexpected. Take 20 minutes out of your day and do what young people all around the world are dying to do. And that was Vote. But in that meme, she added vote conservative. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, Rick Mercer got hold of this. He said, what the hell are you doing? I, this is not my quote at all. 
But then, of course, as soon as they got caught, they started saying, oh, no, it was just a joke, which is always their stupid, pathetic excuse. It's always a joke until you get caught. Mm-hmm. But they're trying, to, they're, they're trying to do what conservatives have been doing for the longest time, yeah. what I've been calling for on the show for the longest time as well. Yeah. They can only win if they cheat, if they act, if they, they, they act on the emotions of a rather ill-informed um, voters. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I... This this just enrages me because, you know, it's like people don't seem to re- realize what's going on here. Mm-hmm. It was really funny because when I was reading the quote of what she had said, I'm like, oh, wow, if you were in America, people would be like, yeah, go you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're, at least our con- even our conservatives are not as bad as Americans. Yeah, but it took, it took, it took a while yeah. for the leader of conservatives to kick her out. It did. Uh, it did. And you know, she might just find a place in the new, even more right-wing oh, right. party the, of Maxine the, Bernier there. I forget what The People's called. Party. So stupid. Something like that. Um, this is, of course, in the position in the uh, writing of Burnaby uh, North Seymour. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, how long is it going to take for people to realize that, you know, conservatives, and God knows if you've ever listened to me on the show, you'll realize I'm not a fan of the conservatives at all. I'm, I'm NDP Green. I love our government right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be sad when they're gone. But it, it's, it's like, why... If you have a party that just constantly has to lie like that to get votes, you know, there's something that should be up there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, all week, the past couple of weeks, I've been reading nothing but articles saying how the conservatives are saying one thing and they have to be debunked. And and, and then people come to me and say, oh, yeah, well, the, the conservatives and, and, the, and the liberals are just the same. No, they're not. They are I, very I, much I don't not. have to post debunking liberals. I don't have to do that. Why do I always have to debunk conservatives? It's like, oh, they're both liars. Yeah, maybe in some aspect. They're politicians. Yeah, there's a, you know, you can play the, mm-hmm. the cynic card and they're both lying to some extent. But I don't have to debunk conservatives. I don't have, uh, sorry, I don't have to, <laughs> I don't have to debunk liberals. I don't have to debunk the Greens. I don't have to debunk, you know, the NDP. Why is it always conservatives that we have to debunk? And the more polarized we get, I think the worse the worse it gets because conservatives, you know, have always been, you know, kind of hidebound and late to mm-hmm. accept new ways of, of doing things. But generally, they, they've been able to work, you know, within the system, um, you know, without resorting to all of those tricks. But it seems so in the last... 10 years mm-hmm. on both sides of the border it's it's been you know denial and lying and 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 subverting the system yes. so that they come out on top rather than allowing the the actual vote to determine you know it's their, what it's what I've been saying for the past 5 years Nancy you you and I have been going at this for a long time yeah. if you just look at the sheer numbers they cannot win by yeah. the sheer numbers, they cannot mm-hmm. win. There's two strategies left to the conservatives, and this is either side of the border, whether in U.S. or in Canada. It's the same thing. The same proportions are about the same. Uh, two-thirds of the country is liberal, progressive, and one-third to one-quarter is conservative. So by the sheer numbers, they cannot win an election. So they have they have just a few strategies left to, to their hands. They have to make sure the public is super apathetic so they don't come out to vote yep. because their base always comes out to vote. Or they have to lie their way through uh, and manipulate emotionally the public. And this is what they have to do. They have to resort to lies. They have to resort to cheating and underhanded things. And when they get caught, the only defense they have is, oh, no, we were just joking. We were just making, you know, we didn't really mean to. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. It's bullshit. Anyway, 
<laughs> that was my little rant for the day. Go, go vote. vote. No, go vote. No, it isn't. Don't it's, let us turn into America. Yeah, which which <laughs> means that it, it's incumbent upon people to educate themselves, and it's not easy because you really have to look at the sources of where information yes. is coming mm-hmm. from, and you've got to get out there and and understand who it is that you're that you're voting for, um, and you know it's it's trouble. But there's a whole lot of more trouble if you don't. That's for sure. I mean, the, the right is out of control, as I've been saying for a while there, and they're getting more and more desperate as time moves along because they're yeah. realizing the younger generation are don't not like falling for them. the shit. Yeah, they're not falling for the shit. You know, the, the, the t- calling people uh, predators because they're gay, or, or you know, or somehow they're, they're recruiting kids into some kind of gay camp. It's like, give me a freaking break. Who the hell believes this shit in 2020? Well, and it's really interesting when you look at the younger generation. They, like even people younger than Kirsten and I, they easily accept non-binary people exist. Yeah. They easily accept that romantic yeah. attraction is different than sexual attraction. Yes. They easily understand that refugees are important and helping people in the global community is a necessary thing. So moving forward, conservatism is going to die. Yes. <laughs> Uh, for the longest time, I had some people tell me that as you grow older, you get more and more conservative. Oh, that's so stupid. But in, in a way, they're kind of right, but they're not. Because what, what happens is as you get older and you get richer. Yeah, exactly. You become more conservative because you become more selfish. And you become yep. more selfish because you're afraid of losing whatever little money you have. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Because, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm not getting more conservative. For Christ's sake, I'm moving the other way around. I'm, no, right? I'm getting more, you know... Uh, <laughs> Off with their heads. Yes. Let's eat the oligarchy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. I don't think I've... I, 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 I'm, I think I'm getting more progressive yeah. in a way. We are. We absolutely way. are. Because we, we understand we have empathy and we're not rich people. You know? And it kind of makes you wonder, is there an alternate universe where Kevin is way more wealthy and he's more conservative? Well, probably. Prob- prob- I don't know. Probably not. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, but you probably have uh, less muscle and a little more of a belly because you're probably <laughs> lazy there, too. <laughs> too? Or lazy there, not here. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of a lapsus there. She thinks I'm lazy. Right there. <laughs> you heard no, right Kevin, we know you are not lazy. You do so much on this show. Like, holy shit. <laughs> you are the backbone of this show. Absolutely. And the thigh bone and the hip yeah. bone and, yes. <laughs> and connected to the, the whole skeletal structure. All right, my dear Nancy, you got a top ten for us? Yeah, I do. And this is interesting. Well, they're all interesting. So, um, this one is which countries have the longest life expectancy? Ooh. Canada. Yeah, and the results are not what you. <laughs> what you think whatever it is that's in your mind that you think the top 10 countries are going to be erase them really Japan that was my number one pick Japan well we'll see that's all right just Kirsten care to make a prediction I was thinking Japan as well now it depends on the list as it turns out there are several lists that are totally different and there are several lists that are pretty much the same so I went with a list where it sort of took the, the best of both and, and confirmed. Okay. So some of them are going to be surprising. Some of them you may be right on. But 
Um, the new research um, f that is being done uh, forecasts life expectancies in 195 countries and territories, and um, the results for the United States, by the way, pretty grim. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you that. They're, but, they're the only ones that have dropped, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the, a few countries there. Actually, in the yeah. developed nations. <laughs> yeah. It, it, so... Um, the interesting thing is that uh, whatever countries are first or last, they, they're, the standards um, by which all of these um, studies have, have been run, they, they take a look at the conditions that are shortening people's lives, and then they, they progress uh, what kinds of increase in deaths are, are going to come from them. And they find that the, um, the significant increase in deaths in most of these countries um, have to do with diabetes, uh, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, chronic kidney disease, and lung cancer. Those seem to be the ones that are shortening regardless of... And I'm not totally surprised in hearing that. Yeah. No. And the um, researchers say that the top five health factors that explain most of the future trajectory uh, for pre premature death are high blood pressure, high body mass index, high blood sugar, tobacco use, alcohol use and air pollution Ooh. so you've got obstructive pulmonary you've got the diseases mm -hmm. itself and then you've got yeah. you know the, the, the environmental factors. high blood pressure i think leads the uh, yeah i think did yeah because that did once take you have high blood from, pressure everything is yeah did it take over from uh, from uh, uh, heart disease it kind high of. blood pressure or like recently i think yeah. i think it actually became a, a bigger threat and uh anyway yeah on with okay the list. so here we go um, I'm going to do one list first, and then I'll do do the other list. Oh, okay. number number lists. ten, um, Australia. Australia hit yeah. number ten on both of my lists, okay. which is interesting. At eighty-two point forty-six years. That's awesome. Australia. So that's number number ten. Years. Number nine, Luxembourg. Oh, I can totally see Luxembourg. Eighty-four point one years. Number eight, France. Eighty-two point really? three years. I was. Oh, you know why? Their healthcare system. Is the best. Yeah, it's one of the best in the they world. They have, yeah, their healthcare system is amazing. You, you could actually have an on-call doctor in France. And exactly. Come to your house. Like, holy crap, they're amazing. Israel is number seven, eighty-four really? point four. Yeah, they have a good medical system in Israel as well. As long as you're on I, one side of a yeah. fence. Yeah. <laughs> number, yeah, number six. Don't be Italy, Palestinian. Italy, four point five. Italy, I'll do in France. I'm surprised. Yeah. Number yeah, five, Portugal. Really, really, eighty-four point five. These are really surprising. Switzerland, eighty-five point okay. two. Are we getting okay. to the, yeah. the Scandinavian? Number three, Singapore. I question that. No. It's on, on, a, on yes. most of the... I know, yeah, I would too, but... Be, it's, it's I, I would question that because there are a lot of people who probably are not counted that die young. Because Singapore has a massive underground slave population. Well, Singapore is also one of the safest places on Earth, apparently. Okay, For so now I'm going to give you the top... From number ten to number three of the second list, okay. and then I'll tell you the top, the top three, which is kind of in dispute a little bit. Okay, on the other list, as I say, it's still Australia number, number ten. Hong Kong was number nine okay. at eighty-two point sixty-six. Guernsey, not, not this year. Yeah, Guernsey, Hong Kong right now is not Guernsey. Safe. It's a little country Guernsey. near near uh, England. Okay, around there. I'm not even familiar um, with the country. Eighty-two point seven five. Andorra, 
82.97. Some of these little countries, hmm. I guess that lifestyle's heavier. Yes. San Marino, um, number six, 83.44. Macau, Never even five, heard of any of these countries. 84.6. You never heard of Macau? No. Come no. on. That's uh, an, uh, an Asian Okay. Singapore, number three, the same as it is on the other list. Now we get to the top three, and these are, depending on the list, uh, number three, um, number two is sometimes Japan. Yeah, Yeah. I can see that. Japan had to be there. Yeah, at 85, uh, a little over 85. Specifically the ladies. Number one is either Spain, believe it or not, at 85.8, or Monaco. At 89. We didn't even make the top 10? Yeah. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes Hong Kong reaches the top. It just kind of depends on, on what they are. But I was surprised that Spain, Monaco, and Japan were all tied. Where are the where are the, where are the Scandinavian countries? Yeah. yeah, I was kind of surprised at that. That's thing. where it was a surprise. going, wait a minute, where's Norway, Finland, Sweden? Because you'd think that they would yeah. be, but they're not. I wonder if... And I looked at a lot of lists. I couldn't find a whole lot. I wonder if maybe it's how the elderly are treated in the different countries. Could be. Because I feel like maybe in the Asian countries, like in Japan, or that you might have that more like respect of the elders culture a little bit yeah whereas yeah. i don't know if the scandinavian countries might hold on to that like as mm-hmm. in the same way well i know in canada like i know that once an elderly person goes into an old folks home they have two years max canada by the way is the number 11 oh that's good okay okay <laughs> so we're pretty close what do you think the u.s is um 38 no way lower um 52 yeah you go 52 53. Oh! <laughs> so I would say you're spot on. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, 53 really? wow. for the U.S.? Yeah. You guys are good. 53 for yeah, the U.S.? Yeah, they really? are horrible life expectancy. 79, 79.38, where Canada comes in at 82.11 wow. years. Yeah, I figured if we weren't in that top 10, we were at least in the 80s. So, yeah. so you know, we've, like we've been having a whole bunch of guests and uh, come on our show from the U.S., and, and we, we, we usually tell them, hey, come up yeah, here, you know? You will literally live longer. <laughs> you will literally live longer if you come to Canada. And you'll probably be happier because you won't be scared for your life Unless every day. Bernie Sanders gets elected president, uh, then... Well, we're not opening that can of worms right now. Oh my God, I want to be president. <laughs> <laughs> that was an awesome list. You want Thank to know the list. top five? Real, I mean, the, the bottom five real yes. quick? Yes, absolutely. Bottom five. Chad, Guinea, Afghanistan, North Gabon, Korea. Swaz, Swaz, Swaziland, Swaziland, and Swaziland. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can understand that yeah. no explanation needed. No, no, not really. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible places. Interesting. Very, very economically destitute and just a lot of war. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so I'm so pretty pretty happy that Canada made eleven. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Woot woot. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nancy. I appreciate that. Sure. That was a great list. Anybody have any top ten lists that they want me to research for next year? Let me know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Send us an email at leftadvalley@outlook.com or send me a message via the website or anything like that. We'll pass it on to Nancy, and you get to avoid uh, being stabbed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my dear Kirsten, you got another brilliant moment for us? I do. All right, brought to you by religion. All right, so the Evangelical Christian Group, One Million Moms. Which does not have one million moms. 
Nope. Nope. Uh, the Twitter account is 3,760. Oh my god. It's calling on Mattel to discontinue its new line of gender neutral <gasps> dolls before kids are traumatized for oh, life. Oh, I hate this. There's a line of gender neutral dolls. Okay, no, they, but they were amazing. These are the best dolls. Yeah, they came out with a line of gender neutral dolls, so basically you can kind of customize it however you want. Kind they, of thing. they have oh. amazing oh, hairstyles, oh. and it's just awesome. I mean, I mean, the original Ken from Barbie never really had a package anyways. <laughs> Isn't he kind of gender neutral to begin with, too, in a way? No, he's he's still very masculine. Okay, yeah. okay. So, so what what makes a gender neutral doll? It's just that the features could be either men They're, or women. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that it doesn't have any it obviously do- masculine or feminine. Yeah, I features. think that's what it. From what I saw in like images, they're not obviously masculine or feminine. There's a wide range of clothing options, hair options. There's short hair, long hair, all different colors, that sort of thing. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And so. In a press release on the Mattel website, Kim Comone, Senior Vice President of Mattel Fashion Doll Design, explained, Toys are a reflection of culture, and as the world continues to celebrate the positive impact of inclusivity, we feel we felt it was time to create a doll free of labels. I love it. By doing so, Mattel actually created a toy that glorifies gender inclusivity and ignores one's biological sex. Fuck one million moms. Right. Calling gender a label is the same as saying that being a male or female is no different than being tall or short. Sex and gender are not the same thing. Mattel is confusing our innocent children by attempting to destroy very definitive gender lines. Why can't the toy manufacturer let kids be who God created them to be instead of glamorizing a sinful lifestyle? The gender-inclusive dolls are the most ridiculous toys what um, one million moms has seen in a while. Bet you fifty bucks she dyes her hair. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, especially if she's getting a little older and getting those grays in there. Yep. But it just it just goes to show the the influence of religion had on her culture mm-hmm. because the whole gender thing, uh, male or female, the binary nature yep. of that was nothing but imposed by religion. Right? There's some cultures of native cultures way before. Christianity arrived on this continent and that basically had several mm-hmm. different yep. genders. There, I and think there were, was like five? Yes, at least. There are some cultures that have three. They're like gender so, is so, such a so, cultural thing. It's only when Christianity came here they basically said, nope, it's man or a woman and nothing else. Yeah. And if people that are still into that are basically have been raised by this this influence. Which, of course, was the perversion of the culture by religion, essentially. Yeah. And that, 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 that really goes to show the impact the, the really subtle impact that mm-hmm. religion had on our on our society. I mean, you get into these interesting things that the Christians believe that God created man and woman. Mm-hmm. Then who created all these other people that don't fit into the yeah. binary? And is it are, are those people then devil? Is, you know, are are they infested with? Um, with, with the devil, or well, are they? That's that's the do thing. They right? need to be exorcised. Where do they think these other people? I mean, in their religion, if God made everybody, what what exactly. are they? How do you have to pretzel your mind to to accept or not accept all these other people? To me, it's a fundamental flaw. It's it, it just shows the hypocrisy but, of but the I, faith. I don't understand how you can you know suddenly say yeah god made these but not these yeah, yeah. are they well, human they, they, are they eyes nose ears do they look like everybody else are they made quote in god's image 
then <laughs> then exactly but as soon as, soon as they, they, they use that line that God does everything and made everything yeah. Yeah. As soon, but as soon as you challenge him well what about this thing that you don't like oh well th- that obviously is Satan now yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying right. that's, that's, Satan? that's Satan now all of a sudden and it just shows the hypocrisy of their entire their entire belief system it's like oh yeah God is good all the time until it's something I don't like now all of a sudden God has all of a sudden taking your side too yeah and now it's something else there has to be a bad guy uh, and, and, and there's no horrible. understanding that this is so medieval that people you know have have Satan internally and then they have to be exercised or they have to be shunned or they have to be you know discriminated against and shamed and yeah it's just I, I, I don't understand well I do understand it that's a problem yeah it just it really goes to show that you know men or yeah. I should say humanity create God exactly. it really is not the other way around yeah, <laughs> yeah. just all of a sudden when God has the same taste you do yeah, it kind yeah. of makes you wonder, doesn't it? <laughs> and I mean, the whole point of them doing this is that it's not about teaching kids that they can choose their gender, per se. It's about, like, having a label that miraculously describes who you are because you don't fit into the traditional binary. Exactly. So it's basically, you can have a doll that can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Like, there's nothing about these dolls that's any more harmful than what Barbies have done for decades. No, yeah, that's exactly. For sure. Exactly. All right, cool. Anything else you got going on there? No. That's it? That led to a pretty good little rant there, so. It did. Yeah. <laughs> it did. Well, and let's be honest, these moms, even though they're saying, oh, we're not going to buy from Mattel, come Christmas time, you're totally going to buy from Mattel. Do you know, like, Mattel is in everything. Yes, and, and the funny thing is that you, you always have these these uh, these um, makeshift boycotts, whether it's that Mattel or Gillette and all that. But you know what? These companies are not stupid. These companies, before putting out a product like that, they test the waters. They see, they see, and then they realize, oh, wow, you know what? A million moms are going to be angry at this. Who cares? They're nothing. they're not a million moms. They're not a million moms. <laughs> they're nothing. They're just a bunch of angry little people that basically <laughs> numbers in maybe a hundred. Yeah. They have no impact on her financial can, line. Can you imagine if somebody tried to boycott Bic by not buying their products? Yes. <laughs> Bic makes everything. Well, when, I'm trying to think of when it was. I think it might have been three or four years ago, maybe even five. Target decided mm-hmm. they were going to redo their, their toy section without done. boys and girls. They were yep. just going to put the toys out. And a million moms went, Freaked. ah, we're not shopping at Target. And Target went, Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. and, and those moms are now shopping at Target because they, they get over it. They got they got over it. <laughs> but, but the the uproar of all of these moms and dads, I guess, saying, oh, you know, that they don't, you know, have the boys' labels and the girls' labels. Yeah. It's just going to be chaos. All those girls buying think of those the money you'll toys. think of the money you'll save. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the the point is, these companies have a lot of money invested in these things and before they put out a product they do their homework they really do and you know oh we're gonna get a few people angry at us who cares the vast majority of the public is gonna buy our product nonetheless and in all honesty no matter what a company or really anybody does there's gonna be somebody in existence that this in existence that disagrees with it to some degree and this goes exactly back to what we were saying at the beginning when we were doing a chit chat because most of these groups are conservatives let's face it and it's exactly what i was saying the numbers show that they cannot win they just cannot win unless they, 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 they attack you emotionally or try to get you invested emotionally so you don't rationally uh think this way through uh, all the way through and it, that's the only way they can do this it's the only way they can win and the numbers prove it and these companies know 
these companies now. This is why you know Nike's signing Colin Kaepernick. This is why Gillette is making these these commercials. They these they know the numbers, and they they play with those numbers all the time. So. Yeah, and it's, Sorry, conservatives, but you're on your way out. And, you know, I th- I, maybe this doesn't need mentioning, but with Target and Gillette and um, some of the other products where they're they're bringing in such a wide diversity of mm-hmm. people in their ads, they're doing the right thing. Yes. They're, they're showing that we are a nation of diverse people, yep. all of whom, you know, are, are worthy and valuable and have dreams and aspirations and need to be supported. And they're wonderful. They're yeah. re- just really wonderful. And the people that are against them, uh, you know, they're just going to have to grow up or be quiet. But, but let's not kid ourselves here. A, a, a big multi-million dollar company is not doing this because it's the right thing to do. They're doing it because it's profitable. They're doing it because people... The average consumer, you and I, think it's the right thing to do, right? If if the, the average consumer that was basically, um, if let's say if the, the vast majority of the population was transphobic, for example, or, or 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 homophobic, something like that, these commercials would be very different. They'd be catering to the vast majority of the people. Like maybe I'm more, a little more optimistic than you are because well, I really I think that but these there people is, are going for bottom line, I know, right? I, I agree. I agree. But I really think that in going for the bottom line, they are recognizing the um, the goodness yes. within people. Yes. I, I feel so. They may not go as far as some people like. They may not. They may go farther than some people like. But they are recognizing that. Yeah. Well, maybe they do want you know everybody to buy their product. So they're opening it up yes. to everybody. You know, and saying, okay, if you're you know if you have a disability, we want you to buy our product. So therefore, we're putting you in our commercial. But there is the the recognition. I think well, that yeah, it but is the right. Thing. I'm, I'm saying for think think Nike and Colin Kaepernick, for example. Right. You know, if the vast majority of the public wasn't in, in agreement with what Colin Kaepernick mm-hmm. is saying, do you think Nike would sign him up? No, they wouldn't. Yeah. Because they know they, they they know by signing him up, they're basically uh, winking to the vast majority of the public who supports what the man is doing, and that's for everything. It, uh, when you're a corporation like that, the only thing that matters is bottom line. So wherever your message sways is wherever the majority of the public thinks, and this is why things like a million mom or whatever these little conservative group, no matter what their little boycott. They don't care because they know full well that the biggest piece of the pie is on the other side. And for the role, if the roles were reversed, then their messages would be different as well. It just happened. It, ju- it just shows that what we've been saying for the longest time: conservatism is on its way out. It really is. Anyway, we're not going to go back into the yeah, no. world. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be talking to Mike oh, Bowler so about conspiracy theories. So this should be very interesting. Mm-hmm. So stay with us. I'm Amy with a Y. And I'm Amy with an I. And we're the hosts of Secular Soup, where each week we offer up a bowl of real talk about atheism, feminism, politics, parenting, and whatever else we want to talk about because it's our podcast. Just listen to what these random dudes are saying about our show. This is what would happen if Daria and Jane grew up and started a podcast. So if you like extremely foul-mouthed ladies with opinions, this is the podcast for you. Grab a bowl and taste the magic. Slurp even this. Listen to the Zachary Lidge cast. 
podcast, YouTube video, interview program that features me talking to some of the best and brightest in the atheist slash secular slash awesome community. I interview people. We curse and usually drink beer because why not? It's the Zachrilege cast, Z-A-C-H-R-I-L-E-G-E, and I can spell it after two beers so you can too. Uh, and, and, and we have to realize that we are in a situation where people are flying planes into our buildings because they think God wrote their book and that they're going to get to paradise by dying in the right circumstances. And it seems to me a, a point of, of really exquisite obviousness that the response to this situation cannot be, sorry guys, God wrote our book and you are, you're going to help. This is Mr. Mike Bowler hailing from Chicago. He loves the downtown and he's a conspiracy theorist debunker. He's a snappy dresser and a snazzy dancer. Mike, thank you so much for joining us on Left of Valley. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I, say- I am so excited. Yeah, you're saying that now. You might be regretting this in about three to five minutes. <laughs> So, Mike, maybe for our audience that might not have known your show and might not have heard it, maybe give us a quick bio as to who Mike Bowler is. Okay, well. Uh, well, I do a show. Uh, I call it a, a Skeptic's Guide to Conspiracy. It's mm-hmm. I the, the show itself. I actually try not to debunk, but just present factual information and let the listener say, "Okay, that that's a part I'm missing or some mm-hmm. aspect." I don't actually go out to try to debunk it because. The facts debunk automatically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've uh, always had an interest. See, I've always had an interest in history, and that's what kind of got me. Uh, the The basis of my show is I don't want to, because I'm not really technically a scientist. I mean, I got a I got a science degree, but uh, I'm I don't want to start trying to do the physics and the you know, the all that kind of mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff. But I'm really uh, I love history. I love the history of uh, well, I'm, I uh, I try to I tend to try to study things like the Civil War, uh, mm. uh, Pearl Harbor, and that that's what kind of got me going because um, the, one of the first books I was reading was uh, At Dawn We Slept, the Gordon Prange book, and in the back of the book is not necessarily it was. Uh, Supposedly, supposedly the, it, the the book was supposed to be a multiple volume uh, collection of everything that was known about the attack on Pearl Harbor, but the publisher didn't want to do it, so they put in the right in the back. He had this uh, chapter about revisionism and the revision the uh, what some of the revisionists are trying to were trying to present for the attack on Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. and buried in that chapter was uh, stuff on some of these conspiracy theories that we know today from on Pearl Harbor. That got me researching and I actually went through his references and I pulled up those books. I actually got copies of the books here that I can go back to whenever I need to. Mm-hmm. And I started realizing that the the, the well the, the main uh, thing about the Pearl Harbor conspiracies is trying to pin the attack on Franklin Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, heard that conspiracy, right? They, they say the conspiracy yeah. is essentially that Franklin knew of the attack and let it happen, right? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, But when you start looking at the real evidence, uh, the actual documents, I mean, I've I've gone through the magic decrypts. I mean, I've got, they, they've been published. Um, the uh, government had issued a, a Oh, it's what is it? I got him. Uh, there's probably about seven volumes of all these, all the messages from Japan to Washington that had been intercepted, and there was no mention anything about an attack on Pearl Harbor. Uh, the only real mentions was this uh, bomb plot, which uh, was basically a telling the Honolulu consulate to start mapping and charting ships entering and leaving Pearl Harbor. That's the only real mention or any interest in Pearl Harbor. But of course, uh, this, that that has been blown out of proportion mm-hmm. by some of these conspiracy theorists. It's all they really need, isn't it? They just need something that points <laughs> vaguely in the same kind of direction and all of a sudden, boom, that's where it, it just yeah. flowers. Right. And then... As I dug deeper and deeper, and I started seeing things like, uh, or uh, one of the one of the keys has been how the Navy and the Army dealt with the information they were getting. Uh, I I could talk for hours on this, (laughs) but uh, try I'm trying to condense it down to that. Really, had people who were more interested in preserving their job than doing what's right or thinking outside the box type stuff mm-hmm. and so there while there were no real definite uh, clues pointing to an attack on Pearl Harbor a lot of uh, of the uh, admirals uh, those who were in charge were more more interested they were more interested in preserving their their positions than thinking well does this mean anything uh, it, uh, how did I, I like I said I can go on forever I've done quite a bit on the Pearl Harbor uh, conspiracy so how, how long have you been doing your show there Mike for for a little while there uh, probably on and off over the past five years okay. nice. um, so so Mike th- there's always something very interesting about the U- United States because we're in Canada obviously and we always keep a very close eye on our neighbor to the south and we can't help but see differences between our two countries and one of the things that's been really kind of bothering me lately is uh, the United States right now is probably the land of conspiracies uh, God knows there's so many conspiracies coming out of the US it's just absolutely mind-boggling but it almost seems to me and this is just my, hypo- my hypothesis I don't know if you'll agree with me or that it seems a lot of it is linked to the intrinsic notion that most Americans seem to be born with this um, this uh, distrust of their own government I was thinking the exact same thing. And this is not something you find in other countries, right? Right off the bat, due to the American history, that the history that you guys have, you know, the whole notion of rebelling against the the man and all that, it seems even the average American has this innate distrust of their own government, and therefore they seem to seek conspiracies that, that basically reflect that. And it's not necessarily something you'll find in other countries. Do you, do you feel that maybe the, the American history has an undue influence on how Americans view their own country and their own government, and therefore it kind of flames 
the conspiracies towards that? There's there's some to be said for that. I uh, but I want to say that see uh, at least uh, from my research, many of these conspiracies happened after the Second World War, like after the closing, mm-hmm. and that's where uh, the idea there's there is there's always been to not. It's not necessarily trust the government, but question the government. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, there was always that, and that that's always been uh, kind of a underpinning of uh, how Americans think. Yeah, but then when you start uh, putting out uh, ideas like uh, like the uh, I, oh like the Federal Reserve, yeah. uh, and you got those conspiracies, and they and then they they point toward you know. It's a Jewish conspiracy, you know, type of thing. Yeah. You're preying upon the some of the. I'm it, try, and, you know, I'm kind of thinking about this a little bit uh, because it's there's always been a uh, well these little I'm going to say little pockets of of thought uh, that. You know, like they'll, you know, the pre- like uh, some of the evangelists, they, um, or I don't know if, evan- if it, uh, I'm kind of glossing over because it seems to be like uh, the Methodist Presbyterians had always, and I think some of the evangelists who have blamed the Jews for killing Christ. Yes. Okay. So, and that has been ingrained in their, uh, in their, uh, uh, I don't know if indoctrination was, or but they're just from day to day they they're drilled in their heads that the Jews they killed Christ, so we have to hate Jews. And that's a very old conspiracy that, that turns back to my God way before before the right, right. But it 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 was all it 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 gets in it's always been there, but it gets inflamed by that. That it was a Jewish conspiracy to create this, or it's a mm-hmm. Jewish conspiracy to manipulate our money, the uh, Federal Reserve, um, control the gold, and then, of course, you know, then we get into this the, when the protocol, the protocols of the learned elders of Zion. Yeah, that was like a big uh, boost for. Oh, here's more proof, and uh, this. Uh, so you, you feed upon that uh, already. That's already there. And you build it up into this, uh, uh, you know, into a bigger thing, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. Uh, because, yeah, and you'll see that with, uh, you know, like the flat earthers and the... Exactly, yeah. All these others who, they they believe that there's a, a conspiracy to hide information or there's a conspiracy uh, to uh, create, you know, these various entities yeah. that... Uh, then you can play upon that, and then, of course, in the United States now, with with uh, with the, uh, the the orangutan we have in office, <laughs> he's, he's, he plays upon those fears. Yes, I mean, that's, that's you know, and he's he's tapped into. He knows that there's people who believe that you know Mexicans are taking jobs away. Um, and then they say, well, then these illegals, these people are trying to cross the border, are just here to steal your jobs. So when you got somebody in, like, Michigan who is dependent upon, you know, the automotive industry uh, and having jobs there where 
these immigrants are coming in, they're kind of want less money for so I don't know why, uh, how they come up with that logic, but they come in to steal that job from them. Uh, there's a lot of this, um, yeah. So the, and they'll, they'll, they'll um, yeah. I mean, Tr- Trump and the Republicans have tapped into these little conspiracies and to basically inflame their base. And now you've got, uh, you know, you got the invan- these invan- evangelicals who want to, uh, you know, Trump is given to us by God. Yeah. That, um, you know, we need to protect him or, you know, we need to, uh, you know, basically ignore. I mean, we're, they're basically telling everybody, ignore what he's doing. He's not doing anything mm-hmm. wrong. It's okay to to collude with uh, Ukraine to uh, investigate Biden, which is kind of, the, you know, the current mm-hmm. uh, exactly. craziness that's going around here. That it's okay to overlook, the, you know, his his uh, womanizing and his uh, misogynistic uh, attitudes and all this, this other stuff. That's okay. We, you know, he's our guy. Uh, it's okay. It's our guy, right? If it's not yeah, our it's guy, our guy. Our... Got to support him because. I mean, I mean, I, I like to listen to uh, cognitive dissonance. Oh, oh my yeah. god, yeah. I love them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's a great show, and and when it they really start is. talking about, you know, when he, when they put these guys like uh, Brian Fisher and uh, yes. Meyer and all those guys who are singing praises of the of, you know, you know, Herr Fre- Herr Fuhrer there in Washington. <laughs> uh, if, you know these these evangel you know these evangelicals are you know they're praising his uh, you know his wisdom that he's you know where actually he's, I mean I mean I'm waiting for the uh, recession to hit I'm oh, waiting yeah. for the you know the the trade war to kind of collapse on itself and next thing you know we're, you know a lot of people are going to be out of work and he's totally oblivious to the fact that those facts. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, a, this is this is a guy who's very wise and very brilliant. Obviously, he can't even spell hamburger. He's a very right? stable <laughs> genius. Yeah, I, right. you know, when it comes to when it comes to the whole uh, Jews things, killing Jesus, we know it's been debunked because Nancy was actually there. Exactly, and she knows that Jesus wasn't real either. So I was like, she was there at the time. So. Yeah. Um, well, well, it's funny. It, it, you know, to me, it's, what's funny is that these Jews killed a Jew. You know, yeah, know. Jesus is a Jew. I mean, he was. That's what he was. Yeah. I mean, we just, you know, there was just the, mm-hmm. the religion that got built up over was, around him. It was such a threat. <laughs> yeah. So do you find that when you're seeing these different conspiracy theories that are pre- prevalent in America, do you find that, I, like, the Dunning-Kruger effect is a very influential aspect in people's mm, yeah. understanding? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, there's... Uh, I'm not a hundred percent familiar with the Dunning Kruger. I mean, I just get the old. So, so but, what, what it is? It's that you know a little bit about something, but you overestimate how much you actually yeah, you know. Think you know more than you know. So you get it with people with um, vaccines. They right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's how I understand know, it because they think they know they they think they know more than doctors. Yeah. Exactly. Right. But that you know I I've, I've been doing this research and actually. Uh, I was hoping to have a show out, but unfortunately, iTunes kicked me out of their list. Oh. So I got to I got to solve that problem too. But uh, I've got a show in the can right now, where I was looking at the psychology of of conspiracy. That's so try- awesome. I mean, I'm trying to understand it because um, 
there's from what I see right now from the, the literature I've been reading it, it's almost it, it, it seems to point to a kind of a a, the, a narcissistic uh, personality mm-hmm. you know like you're very self-important almost like, like a psychopath I, I actually so agree so I actually grew up in a massive conspiracy theory house and like we had Alex Jones on daily uh, <laughs> and oh I love that guy yeah so I I definitely think that the people who believe in conspiracy theories are like they almost want to feel more important like oh i'm one of the people who know and are in the know and oh the government all these other people sheeple or have like, the wool pulled over their eyes but i'm one of the people who's who's seen beyond the veil and can understand yeah. and it almost makes their lives more exciting well it, it makes them well it confirms their their bias yes uh, you know there's definitely the confirmation by it you know or that it confirms their belief that there is something going wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it simplifies it. Because, yes, definitely. You know, so it's, it's, yeah, it, it makes them feel, you know, it, it really does. It seems like that. Yeah. It makes them feel like, yeah, I know, I know the answer. This mm-hmm. is, and this is what I know. And then, uh, then they, then they'll just, uh, then they, of course, it's hard to say how many will just uh, keep quiet, so to speak. Uh, you might hear, you know, you might hear the conspiracy stuff come out in a normal conversation, but then you get some that want to jump on Facebook or Reddit or whatever. And here's here's the facts. Here's all the links to the YouTube videos you need to see. Um, this is, and this will totally clear up all the confusion. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and uh, trying to, you know, uh, you know, but that, that's that, those are guys like Alex Jones, who yeah. is, yeah. he's uh, he he's never really done any real research on his own. I mean, that's he's basically relying on people like um, uh, David Ike, yeah, uh, guys like uh, there's uh, well the, the part of the, the Sandy Hook. Uh, oh. The lawsuits that he's under, you know, he's dealing with. When I when I saw the deposition, he talked about this Wolfgang Helbig, yeah. who is uh, he's he's like the uh, the main Sandy Hook uh, denial. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in those depositions, uh, Jones would say. I, you know, I was just relying on this guy's, he, he seemed to be credible, he seemed to be, uh, you know, he seems to understand, he done the, he's, done, he's done the research. So I'm like, okay. So, and it kind of confirms that I don't think Jones has ever picked up a book and read anything about these conspiracies. No. He relies on, um, actually, I, I, I've got the book here. It's called None Dare Call a Conspiracy. Uh, I forget that there's two authors and this this says a lot of the stuff about the new world order uh, yeah. it's it was really and it was like a defense of richard nixon um that he had been uh railroaded out of office by the uh oh i want to say like the you know these uh globalist new world order mm-hmm. types um and 
he does refer to that. And actually, it was kind of funny. Um, he had uh, this Joshua Abers. It was the son of one of the authors. And this guy, he was awoke. Uh, he he used to be a surfer or skate a professional skateboarder who uh, was injured. He couldn't skateboard anymore, so he had a, he was living out of his car in Southern California, and this and then read the Bible and found all the answers. Yeah. I, I mean, and it was it, when he. When he was interviewed on Jones' show, uh, had to, he, his belief was that uh, if I if I'm doing this, I'm paraphrasing this mm-hmm. and kind of trying to remember some stuff, but apparently there's a, a a fifth dimensional demon that is controlling the uh, gray aliens. <laughs> Control, who control the Illuminati? Yeah. Who controls the, oh uh, the 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 Jews that are or some something? Like it. It's like yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Layers. Trickle down control. <laughs> uh, right, and I asked, actually uh, when Jones was on the Joe Rogan show the second time he was on. Was it second or first time? I forget exactly, but I know they were. T- they were talking about uh, the solution in it, uh, like, uh, I don't know if it was the mushroom. There was like a mushroom that allow, allows you to, uh, your brain to enter these well, these extra dimensions. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's called being appa- high. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But apparently, see, the trick is, though, is that you have to, you have to first, there's two, actually a second level. You go into this first level, which is controlled by these um, <laughs> demons that are trying to trick you into false information. But then you've got to do it enough time so then you can penetrate the next dimension, which then you get all the all the enlightenment oh uh, and all the, tr- the, the true information. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I'm listening to that. And it's like... Uh, Okay, uh, yeah, it kind of makes sense that uh, these guys are on hallucinogenics yeah. and uh, they'll, they'll believe whatever craziness that comes across their transom. I guess. I, I just love, I just love how they, they called it a second level. You know, it's like a it's like a bonus round on Super Mario. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You gotta fight, fight the boss to get to the next level, exactly. type thing. So I'm I'm really curious in researching all these different conspiracy theories that you've come in contact with have there been any that in further researching you're like oh wow there is actually a little bit of validity to this yeah because it's, it's important to point out there are these, actually conspiracies that happen oh yeah. yes and it's also important to point out that people that support conspiracy theories they're not idiots you know a lot of them are basically seeing patterns where there are no no patterns but they're, they're smart enough to actually see a pattern and this is what they go off of. So when you get a conspiracy theory uh, theorist that comes at you, you know, don't treat him like an idiot because he or she, because they're not necessarily idiots. They're just misguided, I guess. That's a that's a good example because, well, what I used to think as a, a true conspiracy was uh, there was this. Uh, I mean, I, there was a couple of these. Uh, this was back before internet, back in the mm-hmm. bulletin board days. Uh, someone had put out this. Uh, uh, post about uh, that there was the 
there was a, a special router for telephone calls coming to the United States that 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 they can intercept phone calls and computer messages and the government can read all this stuff and I always thought that was kind of a it was it was presented as conspiratorial that mm-hmm. this was some nefarious uh, uh, they're trying to tap everyone's phone or whatever but again going back to my Pearl Harbor uh, research I mean the US had been doing that all along uh, dur- uh, during the uh, Second World War they were in most of those messages the, the magic uh, decrypts came from uh, well radio or telephone that they would intercept uh, decode or not they don't decode it they just took the raw message and sent it to Washington and then Washington would run it through the the magic machine mm-hmm. so I knew there were, you know there was always been a a, a system to intercept these messages but I but I don't think it was a necessarily anything the, the the public should worry about. But that was before Snowden and exactly, the NSA yeah. revelations. So I'm like, okay, uh, yeah, that might that conspiracy may have been a little bit more closer to you know closer to mm-hmm. real than uh, what the what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. And even uh, like my first show, I talked about uh, the Black Sox scandal, Chicago baseball where they threw the World Series. And what was interesting about that uh, uh, event was that a newspaper reporter had uh, a Hugh Featherston, uh, from, uh, basically he had uh, used statistics to, to see that many of these players were not playing to their full potential mm-hmm. and had identified eight players that were possibly intentionally throwing the game. Now, the new when he when that first broke in the Chicago papers and so on, uh, a lot of these uh, you know they thought, uh, oh, this is a conspiracy. Yeah. You know, there's uh, you know this guy is trying to impugn the uh, uh, impugn the uh, nobility of the sport and you know uh, throwing you know throwing dispersions against uh, honest. Uh, baseball players. Well, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on, Mike. You said you're talking about baseball. You said nobility of the sport. Oh yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we're talking to Canadians here. I'm not sure we're buying that. Uh, <laughs> we, we'd only buy it if they started hitting each other with the bat. <laughs> now, now wait a minute. I'm. From I've Ch- seen. I'm from Chicago. I understand the White Sox <laughs> and the Cubs and Shoeless Joe and all that kind of stuff. So speak right. for yourself, Mr. Canuck. <laughs> I grew up watching baseball. It was on in my house all the time. So yeah. Yeah. So 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 Mike, if 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 I was to ask you of all the the, the myths that you kind of uh, went in there and did some research, is there one in particular that really really gets to, that irritates you? Is oh, I can't believe we're still thinking about this. Well, all of it. <laughs> well, go with that. Everyone. Uh, I mean, uh, like the nine eleven, and they're talking about melting steel, oh and my I'm gosh. like, are, why are we still talking about that? <laughs> you know, it's already been debunked so many mm-hmm. times. That uh, you know, steel doesn't melt. We everyone knows it. Anybody with a, uh, uh, even cursory. I mean, I mean, I'm I work in engineering, and I you know I work uh, I design uh, power distribution systems, and I know that 
you know, when I design certain things that the materials that I'm working with will expand and contract with heat. I mean, that's just a natural occurrence within, you know, some of these building materials. So that, you know, um, if, you know, they, the idea, of course, uh, it may seem kind of odd to a layman, but we're not really so much worried about a fire. We're just worried about the heat mm-hmm. coming from that fire. So you'll, you'll see, you know, like uh, fireproof, fireproofing is not going to stop a fire. It just prevents the heat from reaching the metal and causing it to expand. And that's really what happened in the building. The, 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 the metal started expanding from the heat because the, when the airplane hit, it knocked a lot of the, uh, uh, this fireproofing off, off the structure. Metal starts expanding. Uh, there's a uh, tension on the bolts that held things together. They, the bolts started snapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once that all, all of a sudden, all the stuff starts falling down. I mean, that's just, that's basically what happened. Um, but of course, they want to make it sound like, uh, you know, the building melted. Uh, yeah. There's, you know, stuff like that. Uh, they show these pictures, but you know what? I've seen, I've seen similar stuff. In elect- since I do mostly electrical work, those are you know they're, they're showing these sparks coming out of the building, and that looks so much like a uh, like a, a power feed had had failed, and if the breakers didn't throw, um, I'm getting more technical here, but mm-hmm. um, you know the you know the the building you know the uh, tall buildings there'll be uh, there's a riser, and you might have. There, uh, like uh, um, I'll just say 15k volts going up the building. One of those fail, it's possible the breaker didn't uh, open, and of course it's now arcing, and this copper and plastic and everything starts. Uh, basically, it's like a it's like a, uh, a Roman candle. Oh, yeah, wow. it'll look like a Roman. Candle. And that's what I'm. That's what I was seeing was these balls of molten metal coming out well that's probably the power feed failing mm-hmm. not not anything about a you know a explosion like explosion yeah because uh you know a fireman on the ground when some of these things do happen it may sound like an explosion so and, you know of course they've always point to the you know they got the interview of the of a fireman saying you know something exploded well it doesn't necessarily mean like multiple explosions or whatever yeah. He may have been just referring to a single explosion type thing, mm-hmm. but of course, for a conspiracy type, that's like that, that's like the, the, smoke, the smoking gun, yeah, yeah, the smoking what? gun. So, uh, I'm kind of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've kind of gone off. Uh, I don't know if I've gone off well, track actually, here that, my thought. What you're saying but, brings up brings up a question because I, I, I'm wondering to what extent the following have to do with people believing in in conspiracy. Number one is we're not all well grounded in the facts. We go to school, but we don't always remember what's going on in history. And a lot of us are not science oriented, so we don't understand the difference between steel melting 
and um, you know um, uh, gra grass freezing and becoming ice balls and rolling downhill and, and destroying things. We just really don't understand the science allowing some of these things to happen or preventing them from occurring. Mm -hmm. The second thing, um, other than not being grounded well in, in the facts of science and, and, uh, and history, is I wonder, because in history, when you accept certain facts, years later, and I'll use a word that you used a little bit ago, Mike, and that is revelation. Suddenly, there's a revelation that what you thought was true, it turns out that the facts were not correct. And it's a whole other story about either who was involved or, or what happened. And so, and people go, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that. I always thought, you know, that X happened, and now it turns out that it's Y. And I wonder whether or not not being grounded and and understanding that revelations of uh, of different facts can come out, whether those two encourage people to believe in conspiracies because there's always a little bit of truth that's in them. And if you you don't understand, you know how things work, and you want to think about uh, it, the possibility that something uh, will be revealed. Um, how, how does that affect your, your conspiracy theory person? Well, that, that is definitely a component of that where, you know, when we go through school, we're taught certain things. Um, I know uh, what we're taught here in the States about the War of 1812, it does sound like it, the Canadians get a different uh, view on that. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> oh, just a little. And uh, uh, so this, you know, what we're, yeah. So we're, we're but we're, it, um, well, actually, here we, uh, I'll do it this way. Because um, when I look at, look at the big picture, you know, there's the high school, or there's the grade school version of history. There's a high school version of history. Then there's a college version of, version exactly. of history. Exactly. You know, the grade school, you're going to get much of the basic concepts, uh, you know, for North America, the the, the first uh, explorers, uh, the first interactions with the, the natives, uh, you know, the U.S., uh, you know, you get, then you get into like the Revolutionary War here in the States and the then the Western move and so on. And just and, and just basically glossing over some of the important things that you're, you, you need to know as a as a grade schooler exactly he, Christopher Columbus is a hero and by yeah, the time the you get to college you know he he's uh, you know he's, he's something he's, else yeah. yeah yeah it's romanticized a lot yeah he's a genocide you know, he's a genocide guy yeah right right so um, you get you know because yeah I go through the high school you might get a little bit more uh, of course here in the, uh, in Illinois I believe if I remember right uh, it was the it was set up to the history classes were set up for learning the uh, uh, Illinois Constitution test that you had to take. Or was it the Constitution? I forget. The, it, grade school, I think, was maybe grade school was Illinois, and then uh, high school was the U.S. Constitution test that you would take to graduate during my time. I mean, this was back in the 70s, 80s. Um, so the, 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 those history classes were geared more to get you through those tests 
then give you real history. It's, it's once you get into college and you start exploring uh, where you can drill into your know, early U.S. history, late U.S. history, um, world history, mm-hmm. European history, whatever. You can drill into those into those um, different uh, disciplines and learn quite a bit more because when I try to understand uh, European history, I mean, that's, I mean, have never stepped outside of the United States, uh, you know, trying to understand where did, you know, what did, what were, what was it mean to be German or French or British? Um, I mean, uh, when, I, you know, for, you know, for being here in the States, I mean, the, the two biggies are Canada and Mexico. So trying to understand those interreactions, um, what it means to be Canadian, what it means to be Mexican, what it means to be uh, American. Uh, and trying to understand, you know, so it's, as I learn more and more, I begin to realize that uh, how, how all these, uh, how these different, oh, how to put it, um, you know, how the, the various thought patterns, because the United States, again, kind of getting into this narcissistic American type stuff mm-hmm. that that we think we tend to think that we got the best system. Yeah. You know, we got oh, yeah. a, we got a, the best government. We got the best money system, um, so on. And we kind of say, well, Canada needs to catch up with us type of attitude where Canada does fine on its own. I mean, <laughs> Canada could do it. I mean, if the United States went belly up and collapsed, Canada's going to do just fine. Probably do better because you know we're not screwing with your your economies and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, you know, so that you know, when you get these uh, like a lot of these conspiracies, is it's always well. I'm, I'm going to say local. I mean, it should be probably a better is local uh, centric. Mm-hmm. You know, U.S. centric. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because United States, I, a lot of the conspiracy seems to. Uh, be a, a point at the government or our financial systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know because uh, I've noticed because I my my Google uh, alerts. You know, I, I I've been getting quite a few out of India. Uh, these uh, various when the, the word conspiracy pops up in India and there seems to be something going on over there. I don't since I don't understand how the Indian government works. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm I kind of get an idea how parliamentary, you know, the parliamentary system works, but what's really going on there, I, it's hard to, hard for me to grasp. But there seems to be like, a, but then there seems to be a party, much like the Republicans there, that are trying to push uh, Indian nationalism. Like, uh, apparently, uh, DNA was discovered in India thousands of years ago. Uh, there is, uh, oh, what's some of those? That uh, air, air, airplanes. Uh, yes, that, yes. You know that airplanes were discovered in India. There's a religious party in India that basically is doing pretty much kind of like, like the Muslims are doing with the Quran. You know they're studying the the myth and say, oh yeah, we our our, our divine beings have known this forever. You know it's a right. new scientific discovery. Same thing the it's Muslims like, are doing with with the the, the 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 Quran, right? Oh yeah, it's been written in the Quran forever. We just didn't know, realize until now. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, and of course, the ancient alien people have caught on to that. Well, actually, I, I, I wonder if they're, they play a role in that because, um, oh, what's, what's that document? It, suppose it, it, 
it's supposedly a ancient Sanskrit document that uh, described the Vamanas. Um, it's been a while since I poked my nose on that in that area. But oh, uh, is, that, is that Mexican cuisine? I have no idea. It, it's supposed to be these, but it's supposed to be spaceships that. Uh, oh. uh, was it the Vamanas Drasas? Something like that. It's it's supposed to be these flying vehicles that had lasers that, and they were having a war that they had. They were fighting here. I'm pretty sure I had that one my tacos last night. Vamanas Drasas plus tacos. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that, that could have been the source of it anyhow. I mean, they, I think, well, see, the thing was that this, this document, which is claimed to be ancient ancient Sanskrit from early Indian uh, uh, culture, is actually was written in 1800s, oh. like early 1800s, pretty much how the Book of Mormon was written, where yeah. someone looked into the, you know, where, where Smith had looked into that hat and he divined the, what the... Uh, uh, these gold tablets that didn't really exist say on it it was basic i think this that book was it was a somebody who who had, was channeling someone from the past to write write this stuff out so uh basically the, the book is kind of bogus or this, this whole everything was bogus about it there's no there's no proof that this document ever existed but people the ancient alien people have latched onto it as proof of ancient uh you know the ancients have been visited by aliens, and they had their war here on Earth that generate created the some of the myths for mm-hmm. that are the uh, in Indian uh, religions, uh, Hindu and all those all their those religions, and leave it at that. Where the facts are that it was all uh, somebody. It was a big hoax yeah. from me from the beginning, but. Uh, Mike, Mike, do you feel that right now, especially in, in, in the political uh, landscape that you guys are having in the States, that conspiracies are also used almost as a weapon today? But also, oh, yeah. I mean, for example, uh, the, the one that's been really irking me lately is that, um, that we had the story of that 16-year-old... Uh, With Greta? Yeah, Greta. I know, uh, that was Thornburg. making me so mad, too. And, and, you know, this is a little girl that comes into the UN and basically warns about climate change. And now... I'm seeing conspiracy theories from all over the place saying one one she's a communist and then two on the other side, no, she's actually a capitalist and she's being pushed by Big Green, whatever that means. Yeah. Big Green and uh, she's being taught by Al Gore just to just to get us to buy her shit. Mm-hmm. Or uh, which, she's being like controlled by a PR company. Yeah, yeah. It's, really? it's just like I mean don't these people realize at some point I mean, the, the thing is 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 when these conspiracy theories are, are pushed out there, it kind of puts everything into a halt. It it becomes more about the conspiracy theory about her instead of the message that she's actually putting forward, and that really really angers me. I had a, I, I was having an argument with this guy this week. He was he was totally sure that she was being pushed by Big Green somewhere for some reason, and he even pointed to some site where they were selling merchandise. I saw that. And he said, <laughs> and he said "Okay, well there there's the merchandise. There you go. Put out your credit card." And I looked at the merchandise. There was one mug. With her name on it. That was it. You know, one mug. He said, wow, I'm so glad you saved me for 15 bucks here. I mean, what, what is it? Do you, you figure this is something that's a, a relatively new phenomenon, or is this something that you've seen throughout history? Yeah, well, again, uh, when I first started looking at the psychology of all this and trying to figure out, I mean, I was trying to figure out if there is a, 
a smoking again a smoking gun i hate to use that i don't want to really use that term but if, if there is some demographic that is uh prone to conspiracies or something that says you know that uh is it a is it something uh you know men versus women or you know you know race whatever and the data pretty much suggests that there no one's uh uh more susceptible to uh, a conspiracy theory. Everyone, uh, it's 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 pretty much even across the board. Hmm. But one of the, and I, and I, this is this is my theory. It's not you know I'm not you know I'm, I'm probably going to tick off uh, any libertarians that listen to you. <laughs> I don't think we have but, a lot. <laughs> just in case, you know, I'm kind of looking at it because it seems that libertarians are more prone to uh, using conspiracies mm-hmm. and it seems to be tar- and then again they targeted against the, the Republican Democrats here in the states that um, and they, they love the the 9/11 and George Bush being responsible they love the Pearl, Pearl Harbor and and Roosevelt being mm-hmm. responsible that it's the parties in place right now that are the are the problem and the libertarians are supposed to be the answer um now that's not necessarily i I don't want to blanket because i know some libertarians who are they just it's they they actually hate the idea that these other libertarians are using conspiracies as as justification for attacking the various parties uh, libertarianism can stand on its own, and uh, I think it, it, the basic concepts are it seems pretty sound to me. I'm not 100% sold on it, but there's a lot of good ideas there. That it would be nice if the Republicans or the Democrats uh, embrace some of those ideas, but it, I don't think that's ever going to happen mm-hmm. because it's libertarianism. Uh, but uh, certainly, from a you know, they use it as a political. Um, uh, wedge. I mean, that, that may be the, the best way to describe it. It's like a wedge, uh, a wedge uh, issue, where you try to squeeze in. Well, you know, the Republicans have done this. They've, you know, uh, oh, well, well, where do you even start with what's mm-hmm. going on with like the taxes? You know, the, <laughs> the tax breaks for the rich. And, oh, it's so ridiculous. Right. So they can dr- drive in. Well, why do we even tax anybody in the first place? Why do we regulate mm-hmm. them? You know, whatever. And it's so it's kind of like like a wedge issue to split, perhaps even convince, thinking that they're going to convince people that they're right and everyone else is wrong. And it doesn't seem to work because it's you know, uh, it but it, and it just makes them look crazier. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I do know, like I said, I got a couple friends who are libertarians but they're actual oh i think one of them he's he used to be the uh for the lo- one of the local uh, uh party uh offices i think in dupage county who had uh he i think he was like the uh oh whatever he, he, he had a he had a position in that party and he's very sensible he he, he actually thinks that these conspiracy and those who are promoting these conspiracies within the libertarian party are doing a disservice to the party, not doing anything good for the party, but uh, certainly using these conspiracies as wedges. I mean, it's like the 
um, well, it's kind of like the uh, what, what was going on with the uh, intelligent design. Um, oh, what was the what was that organization uh, that was trying to uh, in the Dover case, the Dover Chris oh, yes, Miller? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, there was. A, oh, now I forget the name of it, but they actually had a, a wedge document that they were going to uh, try to get governments to implement. Yeah, you know the the intelligent design argument, and try to get them taught in the grade schools mm-hmm. to get to get them in there, and to challenge the laws that prevented religion from being taught. Even though they're trying to say that intelligent design has nothing to do with religion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. That, that that was their that was their yeah the the the, the intention was that intelligent design was supposed to be scientific based, mm-hmm. but when when they I thought it was funny when uh, when they talked about the uh, the book uh, was it a pandas the pandas book um, of people and pandas or something it was supposed to be a science book that promoted uh, intelligent design and when they took out creationism the uh, they did uh, whatever the, the search and replace like a um, you know and put changed uh, creationism to the, the word still had creation kind of mixed in there, but uh, and when they found out that really it, the the book was taking a creationist book and trying to turn it into a intelligent design book, and that's what kind of killed the uh, yeah. Or they were they were so, they were actually so lazy they just changed uh, the word creationism for intelligent design and basically changed nothing else in the document, and that's one of the reasons they got caught too. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, so. Uh, but you know, again, this idea of wedging your idea, because it, it seems strange to me, because uh, after Dover, states like Mississippi, Louisiana, I think I'm trying to remember some of those, some of the other states. I know uh, Louisiana had started allowing create. Uh, I think I think they were even trying to bring creationism into the schools. Mm-hmm. Mississippi was trying to do intelligent design. I, I remember that being a big thing, and I'm like, wait a minute! You have a you have a court case that says, you know, you can't, you know, that creationism and intelligent design is religion. You can't teach religion in in, you know, basically saying you can't teach religion. But then these school districts, which I would assume has lawyers looking over their decisions, would recognize, hey, we got this this case, we can get into a lot of trouble if we go ahead and pursue this. Uh, uh, putting creationism in science classes, and so there's 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 definitely some type of agenda, or something something's not right there, mm-hmm. and uh, I have a feeling, well, either the lawyers are idiots, yeah. which is which, which is it's it's possible, or the or they're you know, because if they're not uh, flagging that these these laws are not are might be challenged, you know, which would cost the, the school districts a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I would, you know, it, it, it just seems like, um, you know, someone's just not thinking or they're, they're really dead set on taking, uh, getting creationism, intelligent design taught in schools. And, you know, and of course you got to 
to do that, you got to kind of tear down evolution and all that kind of stuff. So there's always been this, uh, you know, so there's this kind of like a... It's eternal battle. <laughs> eternal battle, yeah. Mike, in, in conclusion there, uh, uh, for, for your show and uh, to, to the audience, uh, since you you do a lot of conspiracy theory, can you tell us briefly, if somebody thinks they got a, a conspiracy, what, what steps should they prevent or take to prevent themselves from falling into the trap? Okay, uh, don't go to YouTube. Oh my gosh, that is such a good step. Oh, YouTube is the worst place to go. Definitely. That's probably yeah. the best piece of advice. Yeah. Absolutely. That, stay off of YouTube oh, or off of did. Facebook. Uh, uh, any of these uh, where it's more public. Yeah. Uh, you can definitely go and search, go to Google and search out uh, the... Uh, because you can, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and just search, search out, but try to, and definitely stay away from the social media, mm-hmm. any of the videos, anything like that. Try to find, like, libraries. Um, the Library of Congress has a lot of information. Um, uh, your local libraries may have access to uh, real documents. Um, I've, I found myself even going to the FBI sites and pulling down the freedom of information because they they have prepackaged a bunch of uh, subjects like oh, uh, cool. so there's you know there's a lot of information out there um, I actually uh, I actually have uh, gone as far as gone on eBay trying to find old newspapers hmm. and because uh, I've got I've got the uh, the pro uh, one again another where the Pearl Harbor conspiracies got started was in the Chicago Tribune on VJ Day. And I got I've got that uh, newspaper here. I made copies of it so I can work with it. But uh, there was a there was a writer uh, John Flynn who had uh, basically uh, basically la- I would say launched the uh, the idea that Washington knew mm-hmm. type yeah. type of stuff just simply because because uh, he, he would you know. Um, there's a lot of details in so, there, but so definitely uh, going and finding the origin of the conspiracy theory helps. Yes, right. Yes. Also, yeah, thank you so much, Mike. I really appreciate all you did for us today. I really appreciate that. Uh, uh, but the uh, mic is all yours. If you want to plug your show, go right ahead. Be shameless, man. Where can people find you? Well, you used to be able to find me on iTunes. Um, <laughs> I got I got to get that fixed. Uh, but I, you can go to mikebowler.com, M-I-K-E-B-O-H-L-E-R.com, and that'd be that. That's my home base where all the or all my uh, uh, podcasts are uh, kept. Perfect. Uh, it, it's searchable, so you can find that. And I think I'm still on Google Plus or uh, Google uh, Google Play. I think uh, there's maybe a couple others that have, uh, picked me up, but. Uh, I'm, I, yeah, that that would be the best way right now to find me is mikebowler.com. Perfect, Mike. Before I let you go, I have to uh, I have to have you say hi. This is Mike Bowler of a, a Skeptic's Guide to Conspiracy, and I took a left in the valley. Hello, I'm Mike Bowler of a Skeptic's Guide to Conspiracy here on Left of the Valley. Awesome. Is that good? That's awesome, man. Okay. And that was Mike Bowler with Skeptic's Guide to Conspiracy. I could literally listen to people talk about anything related to conspiracies for hours. Yes, <laughs> yes. I literally do at home. <laughs> <laughs> it's always interesting to take a, a, a little 
trip into the conspiracy theory, uh, the world of conspiracy theories. God knows we could do an entire five-hour show just yeah, like I that. Yeah, I think we've... Actually, we did another one. We uh, have done yeah, several we, of them. We've no. done several of them. It's always yeah. nice to find more people like Mike that are out there yeah. fighting that because I really do believe this has become a problem. Mm-hmm. It's become a plague. Uh, it's, uh, like I said, you know, it stops genuine action from occurring because you're questioning always whether or not this is done for proper motives or you not. Just, you know, pe- people have to become... Critical thinking has to become your friend. Yes, it actually and, does. And finding the source and determining agenda. If you do the source mm-hmm. and you have, you, you um, uh, use critical thinking and wonder why this person is telling you, what's their agenda? Yeah, yeah. That goes a long way in determining whether or not what they're saying is a crock mm-hmm. or it has some factual value. And for our American listeners, if you stumble upon people that do conspiracy theories, I, I, I do, we didn't get into this in the interview, I almost wanted to, is a lot of them are America-centric, right? Like, take, for example, Flat Earth, right? And they say, oh, you know... Um, they always have this thing that NASA is lying to you. Well, why do these people always think that NASA is the only source of space information in the world? Yeah. You know, there's a Canadian space agency. There's a Russian space agency. There's a Chinese space agency. Yeah. Why is it that you think that we, NASA is know, pulling all we're, the strings? We're, we are all so cooperative with each other. <laughs> yes. Didn't you know? <laughs> I mean, for, for somebody like, like the Flat Earth and, and let's say NASA was this big, horrible entity or something, they would have to shut up every other space agency in the world, which is impossible. It's impossible because they need these other space agencies to cooperate. When the Earth turns a certain degree... You're losing sight of those stars. Well, then you're calling Australia to keep an eye on whatever's going on, right? And for NASA to go in and have this massive conspiracy would be absolutely impossible. As soon as you realize it's always very central to the United States, right there you realize this person does not know that there's an entire world out there. But I think you can. I, th- I think you can apply that to the to the um, to the country. Regardless, I think the Canadian flat earthers and maybe the New Zealand flat earthers are also, you know, local centric rather than understanding the the, the big picture. Yeah, really yeah, do. yeah. You start asking a couple of these little questions, and the the, the 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 argument falls apart really, really quick. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember there was a time I was talking to a guy who he believed NASA the same thing. He said, "I never believe anything NASA says." He says because NASA published some pictures that were doctored, and it said sex in the clouds on the planet Earth. Oh, my thinking, God. Well, why would NASA, if they have this conspiracy, do something so stupid? It's incredibly stupid to do something like that. You know? It's the, either they're, complete, they're completely incompetent, or maybe your theory is not what it is. Well, they stole that, the sex in the clouds from the Lion King, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today on the show. Thank you, ladies, for being with us. And thank you to Mike Moeller for being our guest. Mm-hmm. And thank you for listening. You can find us at com. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, at LETV Podcast. You can find us, uh, send us an email at uh, left at valley at outlook.com. You can uh, give us a five star review or find us. It helps us and helps others find the show. And you can be become a patron like our friend 3thinker215 and you can go to uh, patreon slash LATV and you get a lot of extra behind the scenes that you won't find on this show today okay coming up 
Uh, we'll be uh, uh, Ask an Atheist with Sam Mulvey. This is what we Ooh, got coming up next fun. week. We'll also have the guys from Godless Revolution with Dan Ellis. Uh, of course, and then we have our Halloween special Ooh. that's coming right around the corner. Oh, my God. I'm oh so not goodness. prepared for this at this point. We also have... Um, Bimelzebub, the whorehouses. We'll be talking about whorehouses, right? Yes, After Halloween. Please. We have our old friend David Fitzgerald <laughs> coming in November as well. And I'm excited for that Jeff one. Jeff Cohen from Fair. We'll be talking about uh, uh, media being uh, objective or not. We'll have see the brazen atheist, Erin Lewis. She used to be a stripper. That'll be inter- interesting. And uh, then, of course, we'll be getting into the season uh, of holidays. Point of clarification. Yes. We're talking about horror houses, not horror houses. Uh, I'm sorry, did I say horror houses? Well, it, it, sounds, like it sounds very much like do, horror houses. It's how to do a horror. It's I totally to say thought you said so, so just, I think you'll have to agree with me like that some of these whore houses are also horror houses too. Exactly. <laughs> I thought you were talking about brothels, and I'm like, but yes, please. You know, we're, we're not going to arrange. We're not arranging dates for people at the whore houses. Darn. This is for the horror houses. Just for clarification. Thank you for clarifying I was that, Nancy. So excited, Nancy. Why would you take that from me? <laughs> Oh boy! I know what I, am ruined, I, gonna do with I you guys? ruined somebody's afternoon. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you so much, ladies. Until next time. Stay hydrated. And you think I can? And you think I? You think I can bubble right off you guys after after this? To where? To go, go get my motorcycle? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Perfect. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> okay. We're playing. Hey, Mike, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Uh, is there anywhere you don't want us to drift towards? Is there any part of your show or your life you don't really want to talk about? Because I don't want to make the mistake of start asking these questions. Right? Well, don't ask me about my first few shows. Those things sucked. Okay, got it. Dude, yeah. the, the first three years of our show sucked. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's because I We understand. That's right. Yeah. 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 So we totally understand. <laughs> so, yeah. Something to be ashamed.